Welcome to 2020, the era of innovation. The Automation Alliance podcast brought to you by RapidMation. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Automation Alliance podcast. Today, we're lucky to have a gentleman by the name of Warren Billington joining us on the podcast. And Warren is the CEO of a company called SIFT, and that's spelled S-Y-P-H-T. Warren is a data-driven marketing and technology specialist, a successful business leader and entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience in senior commercial leadership roles, building high-growth digital marketing and technology businesses and teams on a global level. So Warren, welcome to the Automation Alliance podcast. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, really glad to be here. Yeah, thanks very much for taking the time, mate. We really appreciate it. Um, so just to get started, for any of our listeners who may not have heard about SIFT, uh, why don't you start by telling us a bit about the background about SIFT, tell us a bit about the journey to what's brought you to today. Uh, look, absolutely will do, uh, Sean. Thank you for that. Um, so, so look, we, uh, we, we started our journey um, probably around two years ago. Um, um, we, we've got two principal corporate investors, uh, the BPay Group um, and BCG Digital Ventures. Um, and uh, BPay engaged with uh, uh, Digital Ventures to, to really look at ways that uh, they could uh, make investments, uh, drive innovation within their business, which, uh, which of course they do successfully uh, with, with internal initiatives, but also um, making investments um, in uh, technology organizations where, where they felt they could, uh, those organizations could leverage um, some of the key assets that BPay offer, um, access to um, a number of uh, customers uh, and assets within the financial services area, um, but ultimately um, to, to really think about how uh, those technologies could help them innovate um, more broadly in, in, in the payment space. Um, so um, we, uh, after uh, an initial innovation uh, and incubation stage, um, building an MVP, incorporated the business in, uh, in the middle of 2018. And um, essentially the, the, the key problem um, that we identified in market and, and, and that we're solving for is really helping organizations unlock the value of hidden information and um, specifically around unstructured data. Um, um, we, we believe um, there, is, uh, there are significant challenges for organizations today as it relates to really unlocking the, the value uh, of unstructured data. Um, data continues to grow um, exponentially, but a big proportion of that data um, is unstructured. Um, we, we believe 80% plus of that data is unstructured. Um, a lot of that data is stored in uh, documents and, and images that relate to you know, any given business process. Um, at the same time, you know, it's clear that organizations are doubling down on uh, investments around AI, digital um, and automation. Um, and those efforts really um, to, to, to optimize those investments, organizations rely on actionable data um, to, to align to, to those investments. Um, there is a lot of um, strong um, insight and unique information in unstructured data, you know, people's identities, financial behavior, um, health and well-being um, that are highly valuable to many business processes. 
Um, so we, we believe it's absolutely critical um, that there is a strong liquid supply of this data um, to, to support uh, the investments um, in, in those automation efforts. Um, but what we found is there are significant challenges for organizations uh, as it relates to really uh, leveraging um, the, the value of that data, um, number of friction points along the entire um, unstructured data value chain. Um, um, you know, in principle, and wh where we really started our journey was to look at um, some of the legacy technologies and capabilities that exist around data capture and data extraction, um, OCR template-based solutions um, that um, really aren't driving the performance um, that organizations are looking for um, in terms of their accuracy, in terms of their speed, but also their inability to, to scale, um, not being able to handle um, you know, documents with, with uh, high variability. So um, we, we, we set out to, to really solve uh, that particular problem. But not only that, we, we also see that um, a lot of the processes um, from a pre-capture and post-capture perspective that organizations are, are trying to navigate are still highly manual uh, in nature. Uh, transporting data, um, the, uh, the business rules that, that organizations supporting some of those le uh, legacy technologies with, there's still a high degree of customization around those solutions. Um, and even when that data is extracted, um, the, the, the importance then of still having to manually transform and, and, and uh, uh, the, the, some of those data assets uh, into downstream systems. Um, as a result, there are multiple frictions as it relates to dealing with unstructured data um, that are prohibiting businesses to, to really um, uh, tap into and unlock uh, the, the, the value um, of that data. Um, and that's really what I've described there relates to um, automating and making more efficient business processes. Um, but we also think there's a, a, you know, a large component to this where a lot of that data is just never used within organizations. You know, the uh, organizations are leaving valuable insights uh, remaining trapped in, in the data um, uh, that uh, is not enabling them to, to, to really drive more effective business decisions. Um, so really in, that's the context of, you know, the problems we're solving um, and, and, and really the, the challenges, but significant opportunities. And uh, you know, as a result of that, we, we built SIFT, um, which is a no-code AI as a service platform um, where we're delivering document intelligence um, with simplicity uh, for, for our customers uh, to unlock uh, client intelligence. Yeah, really good. I think that's a, it's a really good and comprehensive background, right? So, so often what we do is we infuse many of the different automations that we create for companies with various forms of AI, right? And often that's OCR or optical character recognition technology yep. or even ICR, which is intelligent character recognition technology, right? But really, as you mentioned there, it allows businesses to automate any of these manual processes to save time and money, reduce customer frictions, improve customer experiences, and overall, I guess, improve employee productivity, right? So Absolutely. it's 
really great to see how you guys are kind of complementing this. And, and as you say, I mean, I think I love your tagline, unlock the value of your information. I think that's a, a really great tagline to have for a product. So, so tell me a bit more about the platform, right? Can you tell us a yep. little bit more about the platform? Um, and specifically, I know you guys have got a platform that you call AI as a service, right? For data capture. That's right. so, so tell us a bit more about that and what's, what's included in that. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, we, we, we term it a, a no-code AI as a service platform. Um, so, so really, you know, big focus um, for, for our business is building um, a, a set of uh, products, um, a platform and tools that really drive simplicity uh, for organizations, allowing them to um, operationalize um, AI across their data and across their organization. So some key components to, to the platform. Um, we talk about the platform being simple, smart, and scalable. Um, so it's simple. Um, it's a cloud native API platform uh, with an intuitive UI. You know, it's designed for um, a variety of audiences, uh, enterprise customers, um, employees, developers, and, and their experiences in mind. Um, and uh, as a SaaS platform, it is super easy to uh, to get going to um, um, to um, uh, uh, set up the platform um, with, with really within a matter of days um, to to then be able to implement um, and, uh, and and really then start uh, uh, driving value um, as a SaaS platform. Where we really differentiate in terms of the, the comparison to OCR is where we're, we're building self-learning um, machine learning capability. So we'll, we'll extract key information from, from documents. Um, we'll build uh, machine learning models, um, which uh, then allow organizations then to extract and interpret key information uh, from, from those documents. Um, and that is actually um, resulting in some significant improvements in performance um, for, for, for customers versus some of those legacy OCR technologies, um, uh, delivering instant, um, you know, close to real-time data extraction. On average, we, we process documents in less than five seconds. Um, we, we, we're um, creating accuracy of greater than 90% machine learning accuracy. Um, out of the box, uh, requiring you know very minimal training um, to 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 achieve those results. And and um, I guess one of the key benefits of the machine learning approach then is as we process um, more data, then we see an incremental improvement. There's a continuous learning improvement of the model and, and accuracy. So. Um, uh, give an example of one of our major clients, MYOB, who uh, transitioned from an OCR-based technology uh, to SIFT. Um, we were able to uh, initially uh, deliver accuracy of, of, of over 90%, but the, the more data that we process, which is more than 20 million documents you know, over the last year, um, we've seen incremental improvements in terms of accuracy um, based on the model self-learning. Um, um, so uh, that uh, and it's it's very much a you know a set and forget solution for for, for MYOB. Um, it's also super scalable um, as an API-based platform. It delivers seamless connectivity um, with with an ecosystem of integrations. So um, um, easily integrates into ERPs, um, RPAs, um, analytics partners, etc. 
Um, and finally, uh, probably one area that I think really does set us apart is the adaptiveness of, of the platform. Um, we're able to take a new document type um, and from a very low sample of documents, one or 200 um, build uh, machine learning model accuracy of over 90%, um, do that very quickly uh, within a three to four week period. Um, and that's therefore allowing us to uh, create a, a series of AI products across you know, multiple unstructured data documents and to support multiple use cases in market. So the, the adaptiveness is really allowing us to, to build that versatility um, across the, um, the customers that we're working with in market. Yeah, very interesting, right? And, and I think that's that's one of the things that that attracted us to have a look at you guys because we love the machine learning approach to things, and obviously that self learning approach that you you referenced there. Um, so back to some of the use cases, though. So obviously MYOB is a is a big uh, customer of your guys, and I imagine they use you a lot for processing of invoices. Would that be correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, that, that that was really a a a. a, a a core area um, that, that, that we started with um, is, is really supporting um, document types and use cases um, in the area of payments and requests and confirmations, um, accounts receivables and payables, et cetera, um, and really building um, some strong capability, supporting document types like invoices um, and receipts uh, to support accounts payable, automation, expense management. Um, but uh, more broadly, you know, we started to work with a number of insurance companies um, in, in terms of claims processing, um, the, the processing of remittent notices, uh, and also uh, more recently in the uh, NDIS space, um, where you know, multiple frictions exist and occur in terms of uh, payment processing, um, all really um, tied to different types of um, invoice documentation, but lending themselves to now, um, you know, spreading out into multiple verticals and use cases. Yeah, really interesting, right? So, so I guess and looking at some of the use cases on your website, right? So some of the ones listed there are invoices, receipts, passports, payslips, and the like. Um, talk to talk to us a little bit about kind of what happens if we have kind of the need to create a custom model, and yep. would you guys support a custom model in the creation thereof? Look, absolutely, um, uh, and and that's uh, that's exactly what we we, we do do, um, and and then um, also uh, you know once we're building some 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 common capability, those, those products, those AI products um, are then available. Um, for, for customers to buy, but the, 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 uh, the process that I mentioned earlier by being able to take a, a, you know, a brand new document type um, to, to work with the customer uh, in terms of understanding which data, uh, you know, the custom data fields that they want to extract, we're able to then build a custom uh, data model within a three to four week period. Um, using um, and, and only accessing a, a low sample of documents, one or 200 documents, and we can build that capability and um, deliver out of the box strong performance. Yeah, awesome. All right, great. And, and I guess some of the listeners will be very familiar with kind of the, the standard accounts payable process, right? Invoice comes into an organization, 
we need to extract different, I guess, details from that invoice, from the header information to the line items and the like. Um, but one of the things, obviously, when that invoice comes in, perhaps if the machine learning model can only get, I don't know, let's say eight out of 10 records, and we need to push that task to a human user to kind of uh, either input the other two records or ask them to validate something. Do you guys yeah. have anything available in that space? Uh, yes, absolutely, uh, we do. We have a, a product uh, which is called uh, SIF Validate. Um, so, so that allows a user to review extracted data. Um, um, certain confidence levels and thresholds can be set within the UI. Um, and um, those, uh, th those predictions can then, then be confirmed as true. Um, or if there are exceptions, um, they can... Uh, be labelled to to the correct value. So it, it's essentially allowing um, the the automation of, of processing, but where there are exceptions um, for human augmentation to to take place to deliver that uh, hundred percent accuracy. Um, so that's a tool that uh, we use a lot internally. Um, it, it's also a really useful tool to continue to annotate and improve the model. So as you correct. Uh, a particular field or value, then the model will then learn uh, from that um, and therefore um, improve its um, performance and, and accuracy. Um, and that's now a tool that uh, we, we, we're now commercializing out into the market and a number of customers are using that as a validation capability. Yeah, brilliant, right? Um, okay, great. Well, just before we, we head over to kind of some of the uh, the recent IDM report findings, um, what does the future hold for SIFT in terms of a product perspective, right? Is there any exciting things that you guys have coming on the roadmap that you're pretty excited about? Uh, yeah, look, we, we, we absolutely are. Um, look, um, uh, probably, you know, some, some of the things that I referred to earlier around multiple frictions that exist uh, throughout the unstructured uh, data value chain um, that center uh, on extraction, but also uh, a number of different um, areas that, that, that I referenced in terms of the, the transportation of that data, how you connect data down into downstream systems, but also how you derive value uh, from the insights of that data to drive more efficient and effective business decisions. Um, and that really moves us away from just focusing on the, the core data extraction capabilities. So in, in some respects in the first two years, you know, we built a, um, a best in breed uh, capability um, from a data extraction pers perspective um, with an invoices receipts focus. Um, but we're very much now looking to aggressively expand from a single platform into uh, creating uh, multiple products and, and platform add-ons that address a lot of those frictions. So um, really looking at ways that organizations can extract value and interpretation from the data, um, moving into, you know, beyond data capture into value-added services. Um, also really looking at how we create um, a really wide range of um, unstructured data capabilities. So a lot of those that, uh, that I've described started with uh, uh, document types like invoices, receipts, um, pay slips, passports. Uh, but we're doing some interesting things um, in um, uh, an area which we call the field domain, which is really where organizations are using a lot of manual processing and documentation 
to support the uh, maintenance of key assets out in the field. So some of our US clients, for example, we're, we're doing a lot, a lot of work there um, where the, there are, uh, there's a significant backlog of uh, documentation um, that third party contractors would have in the field um, that are really causing some issues around um, uh, managing compliance. And, and we've been able to take uh, literally millions of uh, uh, documents uh, that take uh, several human years to process um, and make that data available to, to, to those organizations within three to four weeks. So um, we're, we're very much branching out into um, multiple areas and, and, and really our vision is to build uh, a marketplace of, of AI products um, that uh, different organizations can access. Um, as well as then being able to create a, a set of tools um, uh, in addition to, to the core platform, uh, which allow um, organizations to self-buy, um, self-develop, uh, self-validate um, and, and manage um, a, a lot of their own data assets themselves, um, being able to customize and, and build their own models out of their proprietary data. So there's a lot coming um, and uh, we've got a pretty aggressive product roadmap to uh, to support all of those areas over the next one to two years. Yeah, it certainly sounds like an exciting time and we look forward to kind of following your journey and see how that progresses over the next couple of years. All right, so shifting gears to the recent interview with IDM, right? So for some of the listeners who are not sure what IDM is, it stands for the Information and Data Manager. And it's a dedicated magazine and website covering collaboration and information management for Australia and I guess the wider APAC region. Um, so in that report, or I guess that piece of research, I think one of the, the quotes you were quoted as saying was, we're starting to see many organizations instead look at particular areas of their business and I, by addressing those first and really quickly demonstrating value and delivering quick ROI, this then creates the business case for a broader digital transformation implementation. So, so that one really stuck out at me, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I, I, we often say to customers, it's not about if you're going to automate anymore. It's really about when you're going to do it and when needs to be today because you can get really quick ROI on some of these processes. Yep. So, so with that quote in mind, I mean, were you referring to a specific process? What were some of the use cases that you've seen people and yep. customers get started with? Yeah, look, uh, I, I, look I, I completely agree with uh, your, your, your comment there. Um, it, it's, it's not when, uh, when is today. Um, and um, we're, we're seeing some real urgency um, um, and, and, and obviously that's aligned to some of the, the uncertainty um, of the um, economic environment at the moment, but very much uh, a movement towards organizations uh, wanting to and needing to move quickly, uh, wanting to accelerate their digital transformation efforts um, and looking at ways where they can have some immediate short-term impacts on their business. Um, and by doing so, being able to deliver uh, value very quickly. Uh, so quick time ROI from particular projects that they're working on. And a lot of those we're seeing uh, are associated with um, the, uh, the operations transformation uh, within businesses, um, accelerating and automating of business processes, 
um, and, and therefore uh, being able to work with um, you know nimble technologies um, that can be set up uh, very quickly like a AI as a service platform like ourselves um, um, and then actually address a particular friction point um, in, in a particular use case area prove value um, and then create the business case for a whole roadmap of use cases that address broader unstructured um, uh, data uh, challenges that those organizations have. Where, where we're seeing that actually manifest with, with some of our customers. So we work with the Boston Consulting Group um, on, on a number of projects in the, in the US market. So uh, BCG will uh, deliver and drive um, some large digital transformation projects, um, but they're working with customers to really uh, work on some of those immediate friction points, proof value, so they can um, then, uh, you know, broaden the, the scope um, of the um, unstructured data use cases that, that, that they're working with. So that, uh, that, that whole model works uh, well with SIFT, um, as mentioned, because we're able to uh, work with a customer um, and get a POC up and running within a three to four week period and uh, and therefore deliver that uh, ROI very quickly for customers. Yeah, brilliant. It's brilliant to hear, right? And, and in that same interview, you mentioned uh, another area that's starting to look really quite promising is, is around property with document types such as leases and contracts. And the market is really starting to evolve across multiple verticals. So mm. uh, that also stood out of me, right? Because here at Reformation, we do a number of, a number of pieces of work with different property companies. Um, to help them unlock the value of their information. So perhaps you can share some, some specific use cases in that property industry of, of where you guys might be helping them out. Yes, look, absolutely. Um, so we, we, we see a really big market opportunity um, in property like cells, um, given the large volume of unstructured data um, that uh, is associated with any property asset you know, over its lifetime. Um, so there's probably three areas um, that we're, we're currently focused on. So around property development, building and construction, sales and leasing, uh, and, uh, and property management would, would, be, would be the third area. So that, that, that third area is, um, is where we've recently launched our first AI product in the property space, uh, focusing on uh, property levies such as water rates, council rates, strata notices, um, so really helping automate uh, property management for residential and commercial real estate uh, where currently agents are processing um, you know, manually a lot of property-related invoices on behalf of the landlord. So that's really the starting point, but um, we see a lot of opportunity um, across those uh, three areas. Yeah, very interesting, right? We'll definitely be keeping a close eye on that and see what we might be able to offer together to some customers out there. Sounds good. All right. So, so on to some of the stats, right? So um, some of the stats that came out of that report say, while over 60% of people expressed a desire to implement AI-based automatic classification of unstructured data, 
only 23% of those say that it's actually being delivered. Um, so I guess what that leads to is, is the survey suggests that there's a huge opportunity that still exists in this region with almost half of people having yet to commence their digital transformation journey. So it's so a keen to hear, I mean, you're obviously out and about there chatting to lots of customers or prospects and that type of thing. I mean, how big an opportunity do you think it is here locally in Australia? Look, I think it's really significant, um, and um, you know, I think the what 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 was interesting um, from, from the survey, and, and certainly aligned to conversations we, we we have in market. I think there are probably two sets of customers. Uh, there are those that are embarking um, on digital transformation journeys um, that that maybe um, you know are also starting the journey around um, automation of business processes and then using technologies like ours um, and there's certainly an opportunity um, but also I think it's equally there are organizations that are using capabilities um, from from a, from a capture or extraction perspective um, that are using legacy technology um, that is uh, perhaps not performing at the, the level that they, they need it to. But also, as I as mentioned earlier, there, there are still multiple frictions and manual processes that are required to support those uh, particular platforms um, that, that still require um, high levels of implementation, ongoing management, and that's really slowing uh, the organizations down in terms of their digital transformation efforts. So um, I think uh, there's, there's a big opportunity, uh, those that are not using these capabilities, but also those that are looking to um, really um, uh, align to, um, you know, uh, better performing uh, capabilities down the track. 100% right. Um, all right, perfect. And back to that piece of research, right? I think 90% of the people who responded said that they have an unstructured data problem to some degree, right? And some yep. of the unstructured data will be managed, but surveys have shown that typically 55% of an organization's data is dark, unquantified, and untapped. And I think something that you alluded to earlier is that the problem is only getting worse, right? So yep. I think that they went on to say that over 80% that responded uh, said that for business processes using unstructured data, the volume of data is growing and almost one quarter said it's growing very rapidly, right? Which is pretty scary stats when you look at yep. it. Um, and then it goes on to say over 70% of organizations report that some unstructured data is kept in its original format. And that could be, I guess, documents, emails, or the like. And it's never actually digitally extracted for use in multiple information systems. Um, and some people are even unsure whether that actually occurred or not. So I guess the summary of that, it's a very high number and really illustrates what we refer to as the dark data problem. Um, I really like that term dark data. So give us your, your definition of what dark data is. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, you know, the, the statistics you've just referenced there um, are, 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 you know, really um, uh, alarming in some respects. Um, it, it's true that uh, data is growing, you know, exponentially. Um, and uh, I, I saw this really interesting stat that uh, by 2025, data will be growing at the rate of um, the equivalent of a new Google um, in uh, every four days, which um, which is startling. And if you then think about 
um, that the, a, a huge proportion of that data is unstructured um, that, um, of, of, of enterprise data. So that is a big problem that, that we need to solve. Um, and in re, uh, respect to, to dark data, that is data that um, organizations um, are, are really just not unlocking and extracting the value from. Um, and um, so as it relates to uh, the connection of data to um, improve and automate business processes, that's one thing. Um, but ultimately organizations are leaving a lot of strong insights on the table that they're not able to, to harness and access uh, to drive their decision making. Um, so you could really argue that most businesses are, um, you know, they're making decisions on 20% of their data. Yeah, pretty crazy thought that, right? Pretty crazy thoughts. Um, all right, Warren, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for your time and your great insights into this topic. Um, and here at RapidMotion, I guess we're looking forward to working with you and the rest of the SIF team on many dark data problems. But just <laughs> before we say goodbye for today, are there any parting thoughts, comments, or anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? I think, uh, look, one of the key areas, um, you know, we, we, we think um, a lot about um, how we, we can address and support um, organisations during times like COVID-19. Um, and, uh, you know, we touched on this earlier that uh, there are some really quick and impactful ways um, that we can help customers um, in terms of... Um, looking at ways to accelerate their digital transformation, if they're looking to reduce costs um, out of their operations and drive efficiency uh, efficiencies in the short term. Um, but also, um, you know, I read a, a really interesting article um, the other week from, from Forrester um, that, that talked about um, we, we need to actually impact on the short term during, during COVID-19. Um, but there's also a key consideration now that automation is becoming a board mandate. Um, so organizations um, not only need to look at automation in the short term, um, but also need to be future-proofing their businesses. You know, could this type of episode happen again? How long will it last for? Um, I think there's a, a real focus now on um, how to... Uh, organizations strategically manage and mitigate risk um, and therefore uh, look to drive efficiencies and, and automation. So this is not just a short-term measure. Um, these are impactful um, solutions that can drive um, long-term benefit for organizations. Yeah, couldn't have summarized it better myself, right? And, and we've started to to talk about the future-ready workforce, right? And where the future-ready right. workforce kind of starts off, it's about automating now um, to obviously allow us to survive in the short term through these crazy right. times. But then once we come out the other side, that'll allow us to thrive. Exactly right. Awesome, Warren. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we look forward to following your journey and speaking to you soon. Thank you very much. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Be part of the community and join the Automation Alliance at www.automationalliance.com.